0: Come in. Ah, Horn.
1: You uh, sent for me, sir?
0: Yes. As controller of thought, word and deed at the BBC, I'm afraid I have to reprimand you over the use of certain words and phrases contained in last week's show. Oh, what
1: specific phrases did you have in mind?
0: Well, last week in your show, you distinctly said, hello.
1: <laughs> well, what's wrong with that?
0: Oh, come off it, Horn. We all know what hello means. We all know what it suggests. It suggests, hello, what's this I see through the keyhole? (laughs) It's a scantily clad female doing an exotic dance with a ball of wool. (laughs) Good heavens, is that what it suggests? Yes, that's what it suggests to me. Oh. (laughs) Immediately. And then later in the programme, you said you were going to introduce someone without further ado, which suggests immediately
1: that there had been some ado going on Which brings me to your name. My name, or what's wrong with Kenneth Horne?
0: Well, everybody knows that ground-up Moose's horn is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> Very title of your show is an incitement to loose living and carrying on. I found. <laughs> You'll have to change your name.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, for the next 30 minutes it's round the Larksley Fortin Brass. <laughs>
1: I can't wait till the controller gets round to Housewives' Choice. (laughs) Well, now, today, as everybody knows, is the start of Cota Sheep in Raspberry Jam Week. And to celebrate the occasion, the City of London has gone gay and organised a really exciting festival. There'll be Swan Upping at Downham, Swan Downing at Upham. (laughs) Streptococcus Racing at the BMA <laughs> Recreation Grounds, Walthamstow, and an auction of Rembrandt's dentures at uh, Sotheby's Horsemeat Boutique, Hungerford Arches. <laughs> and for racing fans, the week's events will be crowned by the nudists' annual point-to-point at Kempton Park. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to see them jogging around the course. <laughs>
2: All right, Smith, make the announcement. And now, Armpit Theatre presents a story of horror and lurking fear. More spine-chilling than the Eurovision Song Contest. (laughs) More macabre than the late show. More grisly than Call My Bluff. We give you Gaslight, Son of Flicker. The year is 1890. The place, Victorian London. Which, as anyone who's ever been to the cinema knows, means gas lamps, frock coats, barrel organs, a basil Rathbone trotting through the fog in a handsome cab driven by Alfie Bass. <laughs> <laughs> in his office at Scotland Yard, Inspector De La Rose of the CID was going through his file of unsolved crimes with his door cockney assistant, Sergeant Molecule.
1: Well now, Sergeant, what about the Chalk Farm case? Have you dragged the hip bath? Yes, sir. We sent frogmen down, but all they come up with is a sliver of carbolic, a
0: pair of flippers, a bar of chocolate, one roller skate, a waterlogged copy of memoirs of a harem girl and a false beard. But there's no sign of the bishop himself. No.
1: (laughs) Have you tracked down the hooded finger burglar of Brixton yet?
0: Uh, We traced the footprints in the semolina to the boudoir of Lady Crabthrobber, and in her wardrobe we found this...
1: Oh, that's why I left it. Mm. (laughs) Well, once I get the tea leaves out, it'll be as good as new. Well, that only leaves the strange business at 14 Ganderbody Square still unsolved. What do we have on that case, sir? Precious little, the Countess of Ponder's End, was foully done to death with a blunt instrument. Namely, a blunt instrument. (laughs) The house was ransacked, but we never found the assailant. Did you know
0: that a couple have moved into the house?
1: Yes, the Grunter Pulpits. They're just married and... She seems a sweet little thing, but polyp grunter pulpit her husband. He's... he's odd. He's... he's very odd indeed. Cue orchestra.
3: Good morning, polyp.
4: Good morning, my dear.
3: I'm glad you're in such a good mood this morning.
4: Aren't you coming down to breakfast, dear? No, I'll have it up here where I am on the chandelier. Did you sleep well last night? Not really, Polly. I was frightened. Frightened? What was there to be frightened of? I was
3: out. I heard... I heard noises. And the gaslight went very low. Nonsense do we imagine things, my dear. I didn't imagine it. I heard footsteps coming from the attic. Mice. And foul oaths
4: and curses. Ill-bred mice. <laughs> I'm worried about you, my dear. You're not well here. Lay down on this bacon slicer. <laughs> Let me get you something. What? Sliced.
3: Polly, uh, Polly, we've been married for six weeks now. But every night you go out, not returning until the dawn. Where do you go?
4: To work. But you're an upholsterer. I'm an all night upholsterer. <laughs> you worry too much, my dear. Let me comb your hair with this axe.
3: Why, why are you looking at me so strangely, Polly?
4: You forgot to give old Spot his weekly bath yesterday.
3: But but why should I have to bathe him? He's your (laughs) father.
4: When I come home at night, all I hear are excuses, evasions, and boring, senseless rambling and hysterical ranting. Well, if you will watch
3: panorama, what do you expect? (laughs) I know what you're up to, Polyp. You're trying to drive me mad. But yesterday, when you were out, I, I tried the attic door. It was locked, Polyp. Why was it locked?
4: Because I say so. You must never go in there. But the room next door is locked, too. You must never go in there, either. No, never, never, ever. Not never on any account, do you hear? You must never go in that room. Well, not to the plumber's being. Paul, <laughs> you're mad. No, did you say mad? Is yes. that what you said? Yes. Mad? Yes. Mad? Did you call me mad? Yes. I thought so earlier. I have to speak up. I'm not wearing me appliance. <laughs> <laughs> It's not me who's mad, my dear. It's not me who's mad. It's you. Yes, you keep losing things. What have I lost?
1: Answers, please, on a postcard. (laughs) To the lost property office, Baker Street, New Guinea.
4: I'm going to have you put away. No. Dr. Otterbland will do the necessary. Come in, Dr. Otterbland. A
1: secret door on the whatnot opened and into the room stepped the kindly old family physician, Dr. Otterbland, an imposing man with beetling brows that met in the middle of his back. <laughs>
0: My dear, your husband has told me all about you. Come with me, my dear. Where
3: are you taking me? Uh, to Somerset
0: and Dr. Croke-Raven's private residential hotel for loony gentlefolk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, my dear, it's a trust house.
5: All our...
0: <laughs> all our residents are trusted.
5: Go,
4: go with him, my dear. The doctor will never be far away. He has a private practice in Bath. Yes, every
5: morning.
0: The acoustics are better in there. <laughs>
4: Oh, can't I grab her Otterbland? I mean, grab her Otterbland.
5: <laughs> Give her
0: an injection. No, no, uh, don't, uh, don't, no don't, 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 don't no. streak away, my dear. <laughs> it's only an 18 inch dermic needle. <laughs> it, it won't hurt a bit uh, there. Ah! It only goes to show how wrong you can be. <laughs>
4: She's she's gone limp. Help me carry her out. There's a horse-drawn mini-cab
1: waiting. (laughs) But meanwhile, a watch was being kept on the house by Edwin Braden, disguised as Epping Forest. (laughs) (laughs) Without any artificial aid to speak of, anyhow. Seeing the unfortunate Mrs Gunter pulpit being bundled into a handsome cab, he paused, only to knock back 18 pints at the captain's cabin before making his way speedily to the yard. Excuse me, sir. He speaks. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you are in the presence of history. It's as if Zeus had descended from Mount Olympus disguised as a water buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Speak on, O Braden, speak on.
0: They've done a moonlight flit. I beg your pardon? Well, that's what it says here. Is that
1: all? Yes. Well, it's hardly worth getting off your podium for. <laughs> right, Sergeant Molecule, we haven't got a moment to lose. Not so fast, Grunter Pulpit. We're on to your little game. Look out, he's got a bottle of liquid paraffin.
4: And it's loaded. One false move and we all go together. Drop that liquid paraffin. I've got a letter here.
0: And I'm not afraid to use it. To uh, drop that Beretta, I've got a Tommy
1: gun. Drop that Tommy gun. I've got a 12-bore Douglas Smith here and it's cocked. But it's only a sawed-off, Douglas Smith, sir. <laughs> well, then it's half cocked. <laughs> but this is no time to haggle. Drop
4: that sawed-off, half cocked, Douglas Smith. I've got a stick of dynamite here. Drop that stick of dynamite. Okay! <laughs>
1: That was the end of the affair. The others were never seen again. But Blast plays funny tricks. My trousers were blown off and the Blast threw me several hundred feet in the air. And I came to rest in the drawing room of a Mrs. Evadne Spigot of More Repose Sidcup. At least that's what I told Mr. Spigot when he came home (laughs) unexpectedly from work. (laughs) But enough of my problems. You've got your own. (laughs) Because... Here are the Fraser Hayes for dozy, beaky, (laughs) (laughs) make-and-titch. Judging by their appearance, that is. Here to sing goodbye, Charlie, are the Fraser Hayes for...
2: Now, the the round-the-horn colour supplement.
1: First, with a few new wrinkles on cookery and a great many old wrinkles elsewhere. (laughs) Here is Daphne white Good news for all housewives. (laughs)
3: Rhino is down in the shops this week and you can give hubby his favourite cut. My suggestion... (laughs) Best End of Rhino... The difficulty is, of course, to know which is the best end. Uh, Rhinos know, but their cause is not ours. (laughs) Other goodbyes are... A scallop of vole... Water buffalo chestnuts... And hippo in its shell. For those of you who fancy something a little more um, exotic in the way of um, poultry... Why not try duck-billed platypus... Flombe. Yeah. Well,
1: I've, uh, I've tried it, but they keep blowing the match out. And now, once again, it's over to Sunday night TV personality Seamus Android, who's Ouch. waiting at London Airport to interview yet another celebrity. Now come in, Seamus Android. Hello.
2: All right. <laughs> well, yet again, it's welcome back for the first time to someone who's so well-known that even I've heard of her. So here, without much ado, right now, I'd like to... No, so <laughs> if someone would hold the microphone, I will. <laughs> if it takes me all day.
1: Thank you, thank you, Seamus Android. <clears throat> Seamus Android, the man with a fluent tongue. Trouble is, the cat's got it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't put the cat on on Sunday night. <laughs> Well, now, this week, the round the Lark Slave 14 Brass Colour Supplement turns its attention to the cinema. Now, when I was young, our values were clear-cut. The goodies wore white and the baddies wore black. And we always knew who to hiss. But bit confusing nowadays. Recently, I spent the first 20 minutes of the singing nun booing Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> and I don't think the time was entirely wasted. <laughs> Legal... N- a legal note here, common abuse is not libel. <laughs> we in England have a great tradition in filmmaking, particularly during the war, when we made those never-to-be-forgotten epics of keep it up, stick it out, take it on the chin. <laughs> I knew you'd all volunteer. Good heavens, an orange! <laughs> Jack, darling, what's happening to us? School of film. <laughs> Here's an excerpt from one such naval drama starring Dame Celia Mole Strangler and ageing juvenile, Binky Huckaback.
3: Oh,
6: Charles. Oh, Fiona.
5: <laughs>
3: Charles, Charles. You're back.
6: Yes. Would you mind scratching it? <laughs>
3: There, there, darling. Better.
6: Yes, darling. Oh, how I've missed that.
3: Seems yes.
6: Years since I was home on leave last.
3: Did you think of me out there?
6: Yes. Constantly, incessantly, never-endingly I thought of you back here. And did you think of me out there, back here?
3: Yes, All I could think of back here was you out there thinking of me back here, thinking of you out there, back here, needing you, wanting you, wanting to need you, needing to want you.
6: I want to feel you need me. I want to feel you're there behind me leading the way. And how are the children? All I know of them is what you've written to me. Emily, how's she? And Peter, Roger, Sidney, Jonquil, <laughs> Rupert, Abdallah, and... <laughs> you know, I've wondered a lot about young Abdallah while I <laughs> And Buster, how's young Buster... Is he in long trousers yet? Is he going out with girls? Does he look like me?
3: Buster's the dog, darling.
6: <laughs> Forgive me, Fiona. I'm not... I can't...
3: Charles! You're limping.
6: Yes. I didn't want you to find out this way, but you'll have to know sooner or later. I've got... <laughs> an ingrowing toenail... Emmer says I'll never be a normal man again.
3: Oh, Charles. Hold me.
6: I can't, Fiona. this is gammy too. I must go now. When will you be back? I don't know. I have a funny sort of premonition. I won't be coming back. You mean... Yes. But if I don't get back, don't grieve. <laughs> Just think... At last, he's found a little rest, a little peace.
3: A little peace, Charles. Yes.
6: <laughs> She's a barmaid at Chatty. <laughs>
1: These days, making films is no longer the prerogative of the large Hollywood companies. Today, many of the best films are made by the small, independent film units. And recently, I visited the office of one such company. The sign on the door said, "Bona Prods. <laughs> so I prodded and entered. Hello, anybody there? Oh,
0: hello, I'm Julian. This is my friend, Sam. Oh, Hello. <laughs> We are
4: in the forefront of your new Vague, that vague, vague, you see, vague. that is your actual French? Yes. Actual That's French.
0: Means we are of the new way. Yes, new wave. and, and wave.
1: very nice it looks on you too.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you see, we've got a small independent unit, film unit, yes. you see. We
1: are the
0: Cecil B's of the 16 DeMille. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> small budget pictures,
1: really. Would I have Thank varded you. any of them, do you think?
5: Oh, it's got all the Polari in not <laughs>
1: I wonder where he picks it up. Mm.
4: Yes, well. Um... <laughs> yes, well, Mr. Orne, you may have varded one of our tiny bijou masterpiece at heart face. <laughs> 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 um, one of our pictures was we made was uh, Funny Eek and My Fair Pallone. And then we done one on Chopin and his love for George Saunders. <laughs>
1: Uh, shouldn't that be George Sand? He's right, you know.
4: Oh. He's not wrong. He's right, right. you know. I told yes. you that, but he wouldn't listen. He yes. Listen.
1: Well, I, but No wonder Rock Hudson turned the part down. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I take it you're engaged in something pretty exciting at the moment.
0: No, no, not really. We're just standing here with our hands on our lips. <laughs> oh,
5: bold, very bold. Oh.
4: I Wonder where he spends his evening. <laughs> oh yes, you mean the subjects. Oh well frankly, Mr. Horn, at the moment we are dickering, aren't we, Jewel? Yes, we are. Just dickering, dickering yes.
5: really.
0: <laughs> yes. Got one or two germs and we're dickering with That's them. That's right. right. Germs yes. of ideas. Yes. Germs of ideas. Yes. Uh, we was thinking of a biblical subject. Lovely. Um, In fact, mm-hmm. I was up all last night working on the outline. Show it to Mr Orn. What? <laughs>
4: Show him your outline. Oh, Oh, shall I? Yes. Well, uh, look, this is how I see it. This is how he sees it, Mr. Mm. Orr. You're present at the moment Mm. of cinema history he's Um. about to create. He's about to create. Look at his features. All getting tortured. He's getting Uh. all worked up. Look, the muse. The muse is fluttering about Mm. and looking for a place to perch. You see? (laughs) There she is. Got it, girl. Here she's
0: lighted on his shoulder. I've got it. He's got it, Mr. Orr. It's coming over him in waves. Yes. We're we're going to do Samson and Delilah. Go on, Jewel. How do you see it? How do you see it? Well, well, I I see... uh, I see Sampson, all huge and all bush. Yes, yes. <laughs> These butch, great yes. bulgy thews and the oh, yes. whopping great, whopping great lally. Oh yes, yes, yes. 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 And with it, yes. with it, he's got this long blonde rye hanging right down his Jim and Jack. Oh, his Jim and Jack.
4: Yes. That's your uh, rhyme and slang, you see. That's, that's rhyming slang for, for back,
1: back. Oh, I see. Jim, Jim and Jack, Jack,
4: you see. off oh. for of France, down his jewel and Jim. I won't yes. go into that. No.
0: <laughs> yes. So what happens? Uh, well, well, I'll I tell you what happens. The film opens with him lying there, spark out on his palias. Oh. <laughs> And suddenly there's a movement behind the arras. Yes. And who comes trolling in? <laughs> oh, shut up. No, yes. yes. Trolling, trolling in. pulling me thought, No, it? no. Who comes trolling in but this Pallone Delilah? Yeah. She varders his sleeping eek. And <laughs> she pulls out this pair of scissors and lops off his right. Yes,
4: I can see that. <laughs> No, yes, a uh, great close-up of his head, Nanty Raya. Nanty. Yes, that that is your cinema verite. Yes, that is your cinema verite. Truth.
0: Then suddenly, yeah, he comes round. Yeah, mm. go on. Mm. <laughs> yes, he comes round. What happens? What happens? What? What
4: happens? When he comes round. I'll tell round? you what. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> Who's had me Raya off? He squeals. <laughs> Lovely dialogue, isn't it? What the dialogue? Yes. It's all out of my head, too. not own head. Go on, yes. It's all ebbing away, he screams. It's all ebbing away. Ebbing away, lovely dialogue, yes. Go on, come on. Then the Philistines come and they mock him, Mr Orn. Oh, they mock him. What a figure of tragedy he represents. Then, then, they drag him up the king's latte. Oh. And chain him. Oh. Chain him by his lallies to the pillar. Oh. <laughs> Gets his wild up. Gets his wild up. Yes, yes. he does. And then with one mighty heave, Ooh. oh! <laughs> he brings the whole latty tumbling about their heads. Oh! Enter film. Bravo, you! Yes. Bravo, it's an Oscar winner. I shall go again. The game. What about
4: you, Mr.
1: Horn? Well, yes, it makes me want to go.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
4: oh, yes. Beautiful.
1: And uh, who do you see playing the role of Samson?
4: Where do you see the description? Say, he's big, butch, muscular, blonde. There's only one person it can be.
1: Who's that?
0: Jewel. Jewel himself. It's you, Jewel. Me? Yes. Oh pity. Why? I saw myself as Delilah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And they've promised me a couple of tickets for the sneak privada. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that brings us almost to the end of the show, but for this week's musical adventure up the highways and byways of folk music and stopping off in a lay-by... What else would we find but rambling the Sid Rumpo? Well,
4: hello, me dear and I expect you're dying to know what I've pulled out of me gander bag this week.
1: Yes, well, we're all a-gog. Well, uh, half a-gog, anyhow. Half a-gog. Yeah. Well, the
4: air with which I'm about to burst forth is traditional in Lincolnshire. It is the song of the Bogle clincher, and goes after this fashion. <coughs> 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 When I was a clencher's bogle man in famous Lincoln Town, I often clenched me bogle in fork for less than half a crown. And I would woggle and nurk me boys as I shall quickly tell. All oh, tis my delight on a shining night and a foggy night as well. <laughs> Once I took me moolies and set them in a snare Was then I spied a scrap as man, a wordle in a hair But I was not afeard, me boys, of that there is no doubt Out his mighty light on a shining night when the coppers aren't bear <laughs> Although I'm over 80 now, my boggle still I clench And I will flutter my artefacts at any passing when... (laughs) I've tickled many a scribbling nut as on my way I go. Oh, tis my delight on a shiny night at one and nine a throw.
1: I'm afraid I don't have one and nine on me. <laughs> Do you take credit cards by any chance? Well, that brings us to the end of the show for this week, except for a police message. Now, police are still looking for the nude cyclist of Paul Perro. And they wish to interview a tall, distinguished, middle-aged radio comedian with a bald head and a deep, fruity voice. Oh. <laughs> so, until next week, then, cheer
2: It was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn, with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, and Bill Petrie. On the musical side, you had the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden on the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Took and Marty Feldman, and the show was produced by John Simmons.